y'all. It's your boy, one and only A Switch, aka the Butterfinger Bastard. <laughs> I like that. I do actually like that a lot. <laughs> aka the Pop Tart Prince. <laughs> aka um, let me let me uh let me give you a full Nelson while uh, half naked. <laughs> So damn stupid. Let me adjust my gate a little bit. Give me one second. That should be good. I hope. Bringing you yet another episode of Switches Sites. My gaming podcast where I talk about everything gaming related. And that interests me. I'm not sure why I'm taking these long pauses, but you know what? I'm going to just ride with it. Because I don't give no f- <laughs> So uh, today's date is October 17th, 2019. Um, we in that spooky month, though. We still in that spooky month. You know it. I know it and you know it. The month of... Thrills, thrills, and chills. It's October, baby. You already know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so a uh, pretty fairly interesting week. Had some uh, interesting tidbits uh, go under today. So let me give myself some more light. There we go. There we go. So, yeah. I hate y'all for not telling me, like, my damn card was blocking a whole damn screen. But it's cool. Y'all wasn't even going to tell me that, but it's all good. This is more so for the people that watch live or record it whenever I decide to upload these. So... Um, without further ado, I say let's get into this news. So probably the biggest news development, at least that I found interesting, I would have to give it to Riot Games. So presumably capitalizing off the, uh, just wildfire that uh was the riot games um not riot games uh activision blizzard controversy that we talked about last episode um man riot picked a perfect time to capitalize off that for sure because man they went to work uh they they dropped a lot of uh news in terms of upcoming titles that they're gonna make which are clearly directly competing against uh blizzard um they're making a first person shooter which is called project l currently or project a um man i saw the trailer for that that shit looks tight as hell um it's like overwatch but like if you put like a lot of uh put a 
put a whole dab of Counter-Strike in it. And that's just like, that's just, it, it just spoke to me on so many levels. You have just the control and precision of Counter-Strike while still having some of the, um, I guess, what, what would you define it? Um, natural, uh, free Roman, no, uh, kind of the, um, what would you really define it as? Kind of like the, I don't know, suspension of belief or fantasy elements, uh, that you would find in overwatch. Um, and I think, man, that if done right, uh, that could be a recipe for being, uh, the overwatch killer for real. Even though I guess technically Overwatch, hmm, I guess that's a testament to Overwatch. Um, but I mean, it's been moderately successful, I'd say, in terms of <clears throat> sustaining its success compared to other IPs in terms of a long-term game. It came out in 2016 and they're still getting heroes and updates and things like that. So, I mean... I think if anything, yeah, it it could directly, it's, it seems to be a direct competitor to, to, uh, overwatch in my opinion. Um, you know, with some slight variation here and there, but you know, so, um, yeah, so man, I definitely want to play that whenever that comes out or whenever this comes to be. Um, that was definitely on the top of my list in terms of like, uh, that caught my attention and that's instantly on my radar. So, you know, um, also keep in line with, uh, the riot news. Um, they also revealed a, what did they reveal a, um, fighting game? I think it's called project L and, uh, it seems to be, or at least the rumors are going around is going to be, uh, apparently a league of legends fighter. So basically a fighting game, uh, featuring league, uh, league of legends characters. And, uh, I'm not big on league. I've barely played it. And if any, maybe like one match, I'm like, eh, it's not really for me, but I know they have like a ridiculous amount of, uh, heroes that you play in that game. So, I mean, for, the league fans, it seems like a recipe made in heaven for that specifically. So I can see that still that, that being successful. And it is also from the same people that made rise and thunder, which was supposed to be like a different approach on fighting games, whereas more so, um, more simplified, simplified than, uh, other traditional fighting games. So that, uh, it's probably gonna do real good regardless. I don't really have any interest for that considering I don't really like, uh, or obviously I'm not attached to any of the lead characters, but, uh, it's probably a no brainer for league of legends, uh, fans. I'm assuming, well, I guess they didn't reveal deal details about the pricing and stuff like that either too. Um, also, I guess in line with news for uh, league of legends fans, uh, apparently it is coming to consoles now. I think, uh, Xbox one and PS4 specifically. So, um, man, what, like 10 years after, um, but I mean, that's kind of where we're going anyway, when you think about it, but that's pretty cool that, uh, you know, more people have more options to play the game. Um, you know, in that respect. And they, I think they revealed some astounding number that like 
League of Legends has like 8 million concurrent players or something like that. I don't know about that. I think maybe registered, registered uh, characters. I mean, registered uh, people. That would make more sense, I think. But I mean, who am I to guess? Oh, yeah. And then that's like probably the other weirdest thing. They're like, I guess, jumping on the uh, simulator train that um, they're going to make a simulator for esports or esports manager simulate uh, simulator where basically you're a manager of an esports team and you basically, you know, manage, I mean, presumably all the, um, you know, aspects that come into play when you do that. So I found that pretty uh, weird and interesting at the same time. Um, Wouldn't take them off fancy, but I mean, it feels free. I might try it maybe a little bit, you know, maybe just just dab a little in it, you know, just a little, (laughs) just a little. But outside of that, nothing else really. Um, I mean, I haven't really been a huge fan in terms of riots games. Well, they never really, um, you know, appealed to me uh, in terms of genre in general. Um, I'm not really big on tactical strategy games, strategy games. I am not, not, um, what do you call it? MMO strategy or something like that. I, I know it's some subgenre, but traditional strategy games like fire emblem, man, that's the only one that really comes to mind. Fire emblem, shining force. I'm trying to think of any other ones. They don't come in my mind. Yeah, those I I can get with, but I don't know. Just uh, just a huge barrier of of entry. Um, like a lot of games, uh, normally uh, makes me stray away for those uh, specifically. So, um, but cool stuff either way, you know. Um, good on Riot <laughs> for capitalizing off the uh the atrocity that happened uh with Activision Blizzard. Uh, it's like, hey guys, I mean. Man, ugh, look at these guys over here. Boy, they're having a rough week. Uh, well, um, now that we have your attention, uh, let, let's uh, display our, uh, our rollout of all these awesome games. You're going to want to play more and over uh, Blizzard when after you uh, deactivate your account with them and play with us. Huh? Huh? You like that? Huh? All this appeal to you, huh? All right. <laughs> Riot is the <laughs> Riot is the random stranger with the with the uh, beat up minivan with the candy, but the candy ain't even fresh or appealing. It's just like it's like the candy that come out the old ladies' purses. Not even the strawberry ones either. It's just like it's probably them like circus peanut looking candies. And you know those ain't really good. Those nasty. Don't eat those. Just knock them. Just knock them on the floor. Ants, ants probably wouldn't even eat them either, you know. <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> um, yeah. So good on Riot. Uh, I am definitely gonna keep my eyes on that first-person shooter game. That looks like it is up my alley. Uh, if you know what I'm saying. What up? What up, Rachel? How you doing? What is good? Um, keep in line 
with the um well not really keeping the line but um kind of somewhat similar or related uh google stadia they uh at least according to the verse they announced some news in particular with um the stadia controller at least the promise they made at the announcement is that it was gonna be uh wireless or have the wireless capability of connecting directly to the server so it would in theory eliminate lag um but now they kind of are backpedaling on that uh so at least that the pre-beta or you know early adopters won't be able to utilize the feature of this they said it's only going to work with chrome chromecast ultra where you can play wirelessly uh to it but for pc and uh phones you have to freaking uh man you have to play wired so it's like defeats the whole purpose of the whole you know stadia uh, experience <laughs> going from at least what you know they were showing in a demo going stream uh seamlessly from phone to um pc to your chromecast ultra on your tv but that's like well i can't do that at launch so all right what am i gonna do now i just got was just like all the other stadia consoles what am I going to do with that? It's going to look like an idiot with this damn Stadia controller. That's wired. What is this? 2010? You know, ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. This is a big hit for uh, Stadia, considering at least uh, it won't be, I guess, available to the masses. But <laughs> it is kind of like a messed up um i don't know message for people that are like you know paying money to beta test technically uh especially with this these the uh details is it's not a good look man not a good look at all <laughs> might as well might as well get the logitech just just go ahead and do it you know i don't know i think uh stadia uh, if they don't change, man, their plan anytime soon, they're probably going to go the way of the, uh, the Ouya, uh, Stadia going to be the Ouya 2 electric boogaloo. It's going to be horrible, man. They really need to change their plan. I think, uh, when it releases, that's probably going to be a big wake up call for them. And then when they see the ship start sinking, I think they're going to change how it should have been at start where, you know, they actually have a subs dedicated subscription service and, um, well, yeah, that's the main, that's one of the biggest things really. And, uh, outside of that, if as long as they even do that, that's pretty much the probably would be their saving grace amongst this thing, which they, it seems like they're going to fix it at some point, but it doesn't seem to be clearly stated when, so, uh, you hate to see it. You hate to see it. Yep. They, they, they're only going to learn until after they lose a lot of money. Like, oh, all right. <laughs> they come make another keynote. Guys, we've heard you. <laughs> We're now introducing a subscription model for Google Stadia. 
It's like, we were telling you that the whole time, man. What the hell? Yeah. Anyways. Um, is that really all I had for news? Uh, I did hear that, um, oh yeah, I hear the Nintendo Switch uh, made a milestone. Um, it reached 15 million units, uh, currently. So that's pretty good. Uh, man, the Switch has hit it out the park though. Man, we all thought, well, it was probably, this console was probably do or die. Luckily it was, it was, it was due in this case. Um, but it's great to see Nintendo come back in its prime somewhat. I'm not sure compared to the Wii U sales, but maybe who knows after everything's said and done, the, uh, the dust settles, sales will be pristine, clean. You know what I mean? You know, um, outside of that. Oh yeah. Damn it. I'm forgetting everything. Jesus. How could I forget? Um, Death Stranding. Uh, they announced the embargo, uh, the review embargo will lift on November 1st. So that definitely shows a lot of damn confidence that, um, uh, they believe in the quality of this game. So, and apparently like all of you, well, obviously I guess all the reviewers or people who got the game early are playing it as we speak. Um, yeah, man, I'm very, uh, I just don't know about that. I mean, initially, at least from everything I've seen, it does not seem to be, what's the word? I don't know. Instantly, instantly enjoyable, likable. It, it, I guess it, it probably seems to be in the same lines as Red Dead Redemption 2, where it's kind of like a slow a slow burn where you kind of learn to appreciate the game and then it kind of grows on you. Cause if that's the case, I'm totally fine with that. Cause that's definitely was my experience with Red Dead Redemption two also where, you know, it was very slow, methodical, but it didn't feel boring or like I never felt necessarily bored. Like this is, this is not meaningful. It felt like everything had a purpose to it, which, you know, I appreciated from that game, which I'm guessing or somewhat anticipating is going to kind of be with Death Stranding. And I mean, going by what Hideo was saying and hyping up and stuff, this seems like it's going to revolutionize games again and probably going to see a lot of people copying the, the, the genre and, you know, trying over again and all that stuff. So who knows, man, who the hell knows? Um, I don't know. I'm guessing in terms of a, from a, st- a score standpoint, I think it'll at least, I think it'll at least be 80, 80 to a hundred. That's, that's, well, that's a huge gap. Uh, but you know, you know, people on Metacritic that just want to review bomb, just to review bomb though. Yeah, I'd say, mm, I'll do you one better. 85. 85 to a hundred. I think, I mean, he put a lot of confidence in this and, you know, technically Hideo hasn't really made a horrible game necessarily. Um, that I can recall. that was like flat out horrible. That wasn't like, you know, 
kind of interrupted by something, you know, that was out of his control, you know, at least specifically with Metal Gear Solid five and, you know, stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, he hasn't really, I don't know, given us a reason not to trust him. I mean, we had PT for God's sakes. That was going to be freaking ridiculous. And that didn't even come to be. So I don't know, man. I hope I at least hope that it is good and great. I at least hope. Hope and pray that it is good, you know. Well, only time will tell, but that's at least a good sign that they are confident in the quality of the product and not or aren't going to try to hide it or obscure it. That's probably not a valid verb, but you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I'm excited for it though. Miley, shut up, Siri. Nobody asked you. Getting tired of you. (laughs) I'm getting so tired of her. Um, yeah, so I think that pretty much covers news. Let me double check, make sure I didn't miss anything that I find interesting. Uh, you know what? Let's dig into some MPDs. Why not? Let's check them MPDs. Let's check them. So, um, for software, uh, specifically, let's, uh, let's, uh, we'll, I guess we'll, we'll try to jump around a little bit. We'll at least do top five. So top five for September, uh, NBA 2K20. Big surprise. Uh, Borderlands three. Um, come, um, no, I'm not necessarily surprised by that. I, I was, I was thinking because of the controversy with Randy Pitchford and everything that that may would hurt it, but people still want to play it though. So I guess at the same time, I'm not really surprised by that. FIFA 20. Oh my God. I can't believe it. A sports game. Um, Legend of Zelda's Link Awake, uh, Link's Awakening. Um, this does not include, does not include digital sales. So that's actually pretty good. Uh, somewhat expected. I mean, Zelda be, be pushing them, them, them units really. When you think about it, Madden at number five. Wow. So yeah, the top five is getting dominated by, by sports mainly. Um, ghost recon Breakpoint at number six. I'm kind of surprised by that. I thought it wouldn't really resonate with people. Um, considering the reviews at least, but maybe just people just wanted a tactical shooter to put in a, you know, put a collection that Zelda do do be equal money though. That's a good point. That's a good point. I underestimate Zelda. I really do. Um, gears five, uh, does not include steam digital sales. That's at number seven. I need to get back into gears. I've been I've been out of it lately. Um, Cold Vein at number eight. Now this was a game I thought was gonna be man, not anywhere even in here. I'm very surprised by that actually. Cause man, it was left out to like be freaking obliterated by every every game that came out. Cause like they tried to when did they release it? They released it at like a very weird time where 
some really legit games were coming out. But good on Cole Vane, though. I mean, hey. Uh, especially, you know, kind of being yet another Dark Souls clone. Um, it was in some weird anime niche, like anime and Dark Souls. But I guess that uh, that resonated with people. Wow. I'm very surprised by that. NHL 20, number nine. Mario Kart 8 at number 10. Okay. And man, the juggernaut that will never die. Grand Theft Auto, Minecraft at 11. Uh, Grand Theft Auto at number five. Um, Smash Ultimate 13. Uh, everything else is pretty expected. Spider-Man. <laughs> Two Zeldas. So Breath of the Wild has <laughs> got that 20 spot. That's, uh, so outside of that, with uh, yeah, the biggest surprise, Code Vein. Wow, I thought that was going to do horrible. But man, number eight. I'm very surprised by that. Uh, let's see. Yeah, actually, that is impressive. So let's go back to Gears 5. Um, it is pretty impressive that it is um, considering the Game Pass initiative for that um, could have really detracted from or you think um, would really hurt the sales for that game. But um, that's not bad for number seven and also being on Game Pass where people can just, you know, pay a dollar to play it in its entirety and then, you know, bail out and a uh, subscription after. Yeah, when you think about that, that is pretty impressive. Yeah, $10 a month if after, you know, you want to still continue with it. Yeah, that's true. That is a good point. Wow. That is something to consider. Uh, 10 best selling games so far. Let's just recap that real quick. I'm not seeing any major differences since last time we checked. Uh, yeah, NBA 2K20, number one, Mortal Kombat 11, number two, Borderlands 3, that's new, number three, Madden, number four, Kingdom Hearts 3, number five, Division 2 is six, Anthem, number seven, Smash Ultimate, number eight, Resident Evil 2, number nine, Grand Theft Auto 5, number 10. Okay. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll run over the top five in the last 12 months. Um, Red Dead Redemption 2, number one. Um, Black Ops 4, number two. Uh, Smash Ultimate, number three. 2K24, and Mortal Kombat 11, number five. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm curious about. I am surprised. We'll we'll cover some of the platform exclusives. So for Xbox One, Borderlands Three at number one, Two K Twenty at number two, and Gears Five at number three. PlayStation Four, NBA Two K Twenty still killing it. Um, Borderlands Three. Um. At number two. FIFA 20 and number three. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, if all if all games were multi-platform, yeah, the list would totally be very different for sure. Um, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, <laughs> hands down, hands down, it would. Um, 
Nintendo Switch. Uh, Link's Awakening, number one. Mario Kart 8, number two. Smash, number three. A Breath of Wild at number five. And Spyro at number four. Uh, Mario Maker 2. Um, Dragon Quest 11, number seven. Astro Chain at number eight. Uh, Mario Brothers U Deluxe, number nine. And Mario Party at 10. Somewhat. Somewhat expected. No, no surprises there. I'm surprised the uh, Dragon Quest didn't hit the top twenty, but just got got trumped. <laughs> and I guess kind of the sad, the sadness, uh, the sadness of the Nintendo 3DS. So Pokemon Ultra Sun, Pokemon Ultra Moon, uh, w- uh one and two spot, uh, Super Mario Maker, number three. And uh, Legends of Majora's Mask 3D, number four, Mario Kart 7, number five. That is crazy. Uh, 3D is still still chugging it. Um, I'm curious uh, who's going to win when uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield comes out. I personally think everybody's going to go with Sword and versus Shield. I mean, it's like off the name alone, it's like who would choose a shield over a sword. Well, I guess if they know, I know there's going to be some exclusive Pokemon and evolutions for each platform and stuff like that. So, I mean, that's something to consider. But my prediction is that Pokemon sword is going to be a Pokemon shield. Um, when we get those details, I guess more than likely in December in terms of MPDs, but interesting MPDs. Actually, I do find these very fascinating just to see, well, obviously, at the end of the day, reviews, critical, you know, uh, criticisms and, you know, major issues with games and whatnot. At the end of the day, as long as they sell it, I mean, <laughs> that's really what matters at the at the end of the day anyway. So, I mean, um, regardless of our preconceived notions as educated, um, knowledgeable gamers, um, I do find it fascinating just to see what the just the us as a whole um, do tend to buy the most as as a collective group of gamers, if you will. So. Okay, I, I can see that. Yeah, that 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 tiger do look cool though. I ain't gonna lie, he do look kind of sweet. Yeah, sword is good, but I don't know. Just the name for me. Just uh, I can't help but deny the the sword. I gotta go with sword. Um, I'll probably end up get both. Who am I kidding? First Pokemon console or technically console game. I have to I have to try to try to get back into my my Pokemon grips. You know, we'll see though. We'll see. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting. For, I'm waiting for that Pokemon gun though. <laughs> I'm waiting for that Pokemon gun though. That uh. That release that comes out after the third third edition. <laughs> I hope it's Pokemon Gun. <laughs> uh, that'd be so damn funny. <laughs> like the meme that was going around. <laughs> Yo, Pokemon Sword, uh, Pokemon Shield, not really. That Pokemon Gun though. You speak in my language now. You speak in my language. Um, yeah. So 
that was an interesting look at the MPDs. Um, let me check if there's any notable significance. Um, software sales sales are are down uh, compared to last year. Um, let's see, compared to last year, sales are still about par in 2019 the money has shifted to nintendo instead of xbox one and playstation 4 makes sense i mean you got the new revision the switch light too probably got some attention and the the technical revised base switch um yeah so gains and sales of nintendo switch software have been offset by declines across all other platforms which is expected i mean we got the news from uh about the playstation 5 now so obviously people are gonna be you know waiting for the playstation 5 and obviously the xbox the next xbox to follow suit at some point so i mean people are not gonna buy a new console if they know a new one is not gonna buy a new console this generation knowing that we're going to get another one soon, you know, if they don't have any problems with it. So all of that makes sense. This is, uh, from, uh, Matt Piscatella, um, the MBT God, that's what I'll call, that's what I refer to him as. Um, yeah. Interesting stuff, man. <laughs> Pokemon gun invest. <laughs> I love it. I want it. I want it right now. <laughs> oh, you got that short and shield. <laughs> Some bootleg dude on the street. Hey, um, hey, I mean, hey, I know you. I know you got that sword and shield, but hey, dude, let me tell you about that. Let me tell you about this uh, gun invest, though. This is where it's at. <laughs> Ash is like black as hell. It's like. I can't even change my color. You can do that in other Pokemon games. Why am I black all the time? What is this? I don't get uh, I feel like I've been gypped. <laughs> the case like the the uh, damn game cartons like <laughs> got like dollar store sticker on it. <laughs> it just got crayon gun vest. Oh, it's stupid. That is stupid. I love it at the same time, though. I love it at the same time. <laughs> oh, you, you you got that gun? Oh, man. Hey, throw that shit out right now. It's all about that damn fucking gun, okay? You ain't played a Pokemon game until you play Pokemon Gun. I'm just trying to tell you that right now. <laughs> the Pokemon Short and Shield? Irrelevant. It's all about that gun and vest. Know what you're talking about? <sighs> one day, one day we'll get there. One day, open world Pokemon. One day. Um. So I did miss uh last episode. So I guess we'll get into what I've been playing. Uh, we did miss um some of the games I'd actually did play, but forgot about for whatever reason. Um, the first one was, uh, Halo reach, uh, the beta for the master chief collection. I got into the flight of that and played a reasonable amount last weekend and man, it is pretty great. Just having halo reach and 60 FPS, 4k, 
It's just delicious, man. I was just licking my screen all day while I was, <laughs> so I was playing, right? I was playing with the controller and I just kept licking my screen every now and then. Cause I was like, I can't believe this is, this is a reality. Um, but yeah, I never didn't really notice any differences. Um, everything been, was playing really great. Um, but I know they're going to do a couple more flights, uh, before they actually release it. And um, also on PC too. Yeah, I'm definitely tempted to see what that is on PC. Goodness. All them, all them damn, all them damn polygons. Oh my God. My nipples getting hard. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I guess not really much to say outside of that. Um, is there some good old Halo? Love me some good old Halo though. So, uh, Project resistance which is the um the capcom or what i've wanted to be resident evil outbreak file three or some continuation of it um i played a good amount as well that weekend um and from what i played it's it's okay um they definitely need to do some tweaking um, first off, uh, at least how the, the game is formatted, it's a four V one similar to, um, dead by daylight kind of where, you know, four characters, you have to, you know, cooperate, uh, to get through, uh, basically sections of the levels and then ultimately get to the end of the game where you can, um, what can you do? You can do something, uh, you know, escape. Cause you're at least the story plies that you're like, you've been infected and you have to escape or something like that. It was still somewhat rough in terms of just the story, I guess, plot lines, if you will. But, um, outside of that, um, it was cool, you know, having the RE2 engine and being able to play like traditionally, like, you know, you, you would, or as one would, um, in terms of just having a multiplayer game using a Resident Evil 2 remake engine, which was pretty cool. So with that, it is pretty cool, but I don't know. Just from a gameplay standpoint, it just needs some more balancing. Um, at least for example, um, I feel like, at least from what I played, um, that the mastermind and the mastermind is the one player that can basically control the map and spawning enemies and controlling uh, particular enemies as well. Um, they just seem very overpowered um, compared to the survivors. So I guess probably the biggest culprits of this would be um, the stronger zombies as well as a uh, tyrant. Uh, Cause good God, if tyrant gets your ass, it's like over. Um, but I felt that I was losing more to the mastermind out of not necessarily legitimate, legitimate means, but it seemed like, uh, it just was a little bit too powerful than it should be compared to us as, uh, survivors. Cause I, I mainly played as survivor, but I, I played like maybe like a good four or five times as mastermind since uh, at least in the demo or beta, you can match make as the, you can match make as the, um, to be either or, 
But obviously, I think well, I would assume everybody want to be a mastermind and it's only one person compared to survivors, which are like a slew of four. So I would assume it just would be easier to match make because I, I did find myself having a longer time trying to match into matches with with uh, survivors being a mastermind and stuff. Uh, <laughs> one pretty cool aspect about it was um, when when you uh, are the mastermind, you can choose to have uh, the character who, who looks like some wannabe Wesker. Um, you can choose to have him have his preset dialogue. He's like some some French wannabe Wesker. That's at least what I took it as. I'm pretty sure that was the intention because uh, the like if you at least according to the trailer, I'm pretty sure everybody would assume that it was Wesker. He had a suit, got the suit with the turtleneck on black suit with the black turtleneck on and you know it just seemed like Wesker got the black gloves as well not sure if Wesker got another clone we don't know about <laughs> um, but yeah so you had a choice where you can either you could be uh, you can use his preset dialogue or his preset standard dialogue um, you know where he uh, oh, so blue. that is totally totally um insensitive and I'm, I'm sorry about that um i was trying to just you know okay that was probably not really really helpful but you get you get what i'm saying where you have him um just saying random french stuff and he would um you know basically mock you as as the characters are going through those through the stages uh but you can actually switch it to where your your uh your actual voice chatting and you know more than likely demeaning <laughs> the survivors as they as they're making it through the stages. So I had to try it out. So you know, I was just like, you know, uh, you're not gonna get out of your life. And you know, just doing an evil maniacal laugh. <laughs> you know. It was a good time. I had I thoroughly enjoyed myself doing that. They didn't get out alive. They died. All of them died horribly. And I was very happy. So that made my my day. But in terms of just just the the state of it now, I don't really see myself playing it like any of the other one off Resident Evil multiplayer games. It's definitely the best out of them. Uh obviously in no comparison to Resident Evil Outbreak but um, out of the multiplayer Resident Evil games including what Operation Raccoon City Umbrella Corps those are really the only other ones that are were multiplayer outside of Resident Evil Outbreak so um, yeah it's definitely better than those but still has some work to do I, I, I would more than likely pick it up and play it but uh, I don't see myself playing it like to end by any extent that I I play uh RE Outbreak. Maybe if they added like you know Leon, Chris, Claire, Jill, or they um what the or they like add like some really cool maps from Resident Evil uh, history, like you know the Resident Evil Two um Resident Evil Two map. Or, you know, police station, uh, maybe Resident Evil 4, um, village and stuff like that. They added kind of stuff like that. That would at least keep me mildly interested and, and maybe play here and there. But 
I wouldn't see myself still playing that um, still. But they did have a survey, you know, to provide your feedback. You know, I damn well did provide my feedback. So, um, you know, I basically just said like, yeah, I wish this was just outbreak and maybe this would be a cool little add on to it. And, um, what else? Uh, yeah, that just, just, uh, reiterating how the, um, mastermind is a bit OP in terms of, um, his options compared to ours. Um, he just seems to have a little bit more leeway than we do, uh, as characters. So, um, and that was another thing too, like at least speaking towards the survivors, I felt like there was too much dependency on other characters. I personally would have liked a bit more individuality of the characters. So you don't have to be so dependent on one another. I mean, obviously I know that's the, the, um, intent of the game, you know, the cooperating teamwork, but, uh, I guess again, going back to outbreak, you could, you had that dependency on other characters and like, you know, for example, like one scenario, if you have this tape, which only one character has, they could expedite, uh, getting through a particular scenario because they are a plumber or that's like their kind of background, cool stuff like that, where it's not necessarily detrimental to you, uh, beating the game or, or, um, losing the game, but it's like a nice little touch or a nice little, like subtle, I guess, um, kind of benefit of playing a varied cast and, you know, utilizing your strengths and weaknesses. So if, as long as it maybe fixes that, I could probably see myself playing it longer. Uh, if they match it, happen to get it, you know, insanely balanced, add a lot of post launch support in terms of adding a, a great amount of maps to kind of cycle through. Um, I could see myself playing it for a longer term. Um, but and from what I played, I'm very, um, pessimistic about that kind of becoming a thing. So we'll see still disappointed that we don't have a outbreak next outbreak. Um, but, uh, this is somewhat of a consolation. <laughs> what is it? It's like, uh, I, can I get a Pepsi? <laughs> then, then they like, uh, um, we don't got Coke. Uh, we got Pepsi. Wait, I said we don't got. Uh, okay, let me let me restart. I ask, uh, like, hey, uh, do y'all got Coke? And then she like, uh, we don't got um Coke. We got Pepsi. Is that okay? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, that's freaking um, Project Resistance, um in a nutshell, I'd say for people that have played Resident Evil Outbreak one and two, it's like, uh, uh, okay, I guess I kind of wanted, wanted, wanted another outbreak though, but, but on a good side, the, uh, <laughs> it is Rue, you know, <laughs> but, um, the, on the good side or what's kind of endearing at least, or, um, provides me some hope that we may see a continuation or something one day is that um, it is the groundwork seems to have been like 
it was kind of going to go that route to be a next outbreak or a continuation or a reboot, but they just wanted to do a different spin on it or something. So hopefully, I don't know that maybe could down the line, maybe them tried something with doing that. Um, and I think they also said some news about the post sales of, um, what was it? The, um, Capcom in general, their, their, uh, sales, uh, in regards to their IPs. Let me try to find it where they basically said that they were surprised by the reception and sales of at least resident evil and, um, resident evil Two remake that they're going to be encouraged to make a lot of spin off or uh, add ons and stuff like that or whatever, something along those lines. So, uh, that is a good sign and that may help kind of add credence to possibly us seeing like a continuation of, um, outbreak, which that will make my day that will break when well, that'll break my heart in a good way. So, um, yeah, I'll play it though. It's like, uh, I don't, I guess <laughs> I want it Coke though, but all right, I guess. Oh, Pepsi better. I mean, to be honest with you, that's the, uh, I, I, I honestly can't really tell the difference. I mean, you could, you can give me one or the other. I mean, Hey, it's still, it's still go down good. You know what I'm saying? Pepsi or Coke is still going to go down good. You know what I'm saying? I why did I make that weird? I don't, I'm sorry. Um, yeah. So outside of that, have I been playing anything else? Oh, of course. Uh, Pepsi more citrus. My taste buds can't even tell to be honest with you. That's like Sierra mist and Sprite. I can't even honestly either is fine with me. I'm not, I'm not that picky about that stuff, but I guess because yeah, I just can't really, it's not a significant enough difference where I'd be like, uh, I can't do it. Can't do it. Couldn't do it. Um, so, uh, probably the biggest game. Oh yeah. Did I talk about, yeah, I did. Uh, last episode I was getting down into, <laughs> down, down lower Sprite to misty water. Down lower Sprite to mist Sierra mist water. Hmm. Oh, okay. I get you. Sprite is pristine though. I do like Sprite, but I mean, that's just me. That's just me. My, my taste buds just, uh, just in this well, probably my, all my friends could probably tell you that like my taste buds are probably the most inaccurate, not inaccurate, most of low quality, uh, considering what I, I tend to eat. So take that for what you will. But last episode, um, I talked about Silent Hill, luckily, uh, Silent Hill for the room finished that over the weekend. Um, they are good. I ain't gonna lie to you. I do like me some McDonald's chicken nuggets. I can't even, I'm guilty. I'm guilty. Put me, put me in a damn cell, throw away, <laughs> throw away the key. Um, 
last episode, we talked about Silent Hill 4, uh, The Room. Uh, I was pretty much going through it at the time, but I did actually get to finishing that over the weekend, this past weekend. Yeah, man, it is not, uh, it is not, uh, it is the weakest Silent Hill I've played out of the, what, quadrilogy, even though there's more than four. Um, it's probably the weakest in my opinion. I don't know. Just the, the main thing is the escort mission with the one girl. Um, the room concept was pretty cool. Um, but I don't know. Outside of that, uh, the, I don't know. It just didn't really resonate with me. Like I guess I wanted it to, especially compared to like Silent Hill, Silent Hill two and three and even one really rating rating for McDonald's chicken nuggets. Uh, if I had to rate, I guess what am I, what would I be rating? Uh, I don't go for it. I go for other stuff. If I ever go to McDonald's or something like that. So, Oh, my bad. I mean, while we at it, I guess maybe an eight, maybe eight for that rating for Silent Hill four though. Uh, probably. I'd probably give it a six. Six is, um, six is probably where six out of 10 is what what I feel about it. At least, um, it's okay. I got through it. Um, it was, had some interesting stuff that kept me going through it, but at least comparing to the other, um, games, I, it just didn't really, um, resonate with me. The whole, I guess it, it also in turn with the protagonist, I forgot what his name, damn. Well, Henry, I think Henry, he just wasn't a very interesting protagonist to play as. He just seemed like just some nobody Like he was just put in here. It was like, Hey, Oh, I'm just in this. Ugh, I'm just in this whole thing. I just got to deal with it. He just seemed so like out to lunch, the old story. I don't know. I just, it, that was a big factor. Um, I would have liked more. I don't know. I would have liked just more mystery. And I think the fact that it doesn't, it did the, the game pretty, yeah, the game technically doesn't take place in silent Hill at all. Uh, that probably added to it. Cause I mean, I think that's a lot of the appeal of the silent Hill games, at least the first three you have, well, I guess three technically didn't take place in silent Hill. It had a lot of very similar moments, but I don't know, just the environments it felt a bit more, uh, uninspired compared to the other silent Hill games. Um, you know, stuff like that, that, um, I think really gave for a disadvantage in that extent. Um, it had a lot of cool ideas. I just wish it was executed more gracefully. That's what I say. 
but I mean, it's passable. It's, it, 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 it's tolerable, I guess, but that's not really saying much in terms of it. Uh, positive, a positive review of the game, but it's uh passable, but it's definitely the weakest of the Silent Hills I played. Um, playing one through four so far. Not sure if I really want to play any of the other ones after that, since it seems like it's still kind of in that same area where it's kind of <clears throat> in the same quality as, as this, even though I think some of the other ones later ones go in, go into Silent Hill also. So, but yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I just wished it was some more interesting story bits, story beats. It does have some of the weirdness that Silent Hill is known for. Like, I don't even know what the hell that one girl with her head, just her head and having orgasms and her eyeballs follow me or whatever. One segment of the game or whatever. Uh, it was just, it, it's Silent Hill weird, but maybe just not enough of it. I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. I think just the environment, I, I wasn't really, really grabbed by the environment, but overall, it was just a weird, it wasn't really of, didn't feel of quality as, uh, you know, Silent Hill 2, which I think is still the greatest one um, out of these series that I played. So, yeah. So that is, those are my thoughts on Silent Hill for the room. Um, maybe next year, I'll maybe play another one. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Uh, but, Still sticking in line with the uh, spooky October games or horror related games. Uh, Extermination (laughs) is very freaking random and probably nobody knows or cares about the game, which is totally valid. Um, This is for the PS2. Um, It came out roughly around the launch of the PS2, I believe, uh, 2001. So I think think that's when the ps2 launched around that year so uh i remember playing this game as a kid but you know i was terrified as hell of this game when i was younger but i never actually got around to actually playing it fully i only like maybe put like one two hours into it and then like just dropped it never never uh picked it up so i thought now if any would be a good time to kind of revisit that and actually beat it and have a full opinion on it um because you know it's always funny. Your opinion of a game is always very clouded uh, until you your opinion of a game is always very clouded as a kid uh, until you play it as an adult. And it's like, wow, I can't believe I actually stood for this. <laughs> you had what is it? It's got to be. I think it's a term for it where, you know, you look at games in a much more lenient light, uh, probably because you have no money when you're younger and, you know, on allowance or whatever. Um, but now, yeah, it's like, uh, it's, it's, it's entertainably bad. It's kind of, uh, uh, um, kind of teetles that line, uh, along, uh, it's similar to resident evil where it's like, it's well, resident evil is very entertainingly campy, but with this one, it seems to be like campy, campy, like, campy as being very intentionally campy where it actually is taken detracting from the campiness. If that makes sense, it feels like they're trying to be super campy, um, to just be campy, but not be campy or not 
basically to try to be unintentionally campy, but in turn actually be campy, if that makes sense. I think that's kind of a very fine line where it's like you can be campy, but you can't try too hard to be campy because then you won't technically be campy. That, that that probably that sounds very complicated and it probably is, but I think I explained it. So, yeah, that's kind of the vibe I'm getting from this game. Uh, mind you, man, it's kind of crazy. I keep thinking about it. It was like 18 years. That game, this game came out 18 years ago. That is so crazy to me. Still holds up. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe not the best critic for that, but I mean, I still I still have appreciation for retro games and playing even retro games I've never played before. Um, uh, you know, now. So I do have a lot of I, I can't admit I have a lot of leniency there, but I think even given that, I mean, it's it's playable. It has some iffiness here and there in terms of, you know, defeating the enemies in the game, which it seems to be the common enemy are these um, what trilobite looking um, creatures that jump at you and can infect you. And it seems like that's the. I don't know, kind of selling mechanic of this game, I'm not. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much is where, you know, if you get enough, uh, if you keep getting, if you get enough infection all the way up to a hundred percent, you'll enter this state of infection or yeah, infection where you have to, um, go to a nearby station, uh, to stave it off or, you know, get rid of it completely. Um, and you know, while you're trying to do this, your health is going, uh, draining pretty fast. So you have to kind of manage that as well. And then on top of that, uh, kind of like a poison status, like in Resident Evil, random moments in the in the game. Uh, when you're in that state, you'll get disabled, temporarily disabled. With oh, I'm poisoned. I gotta, I gotta reflect in this this moment. I gotta embrace this moment of myself being poisoned and um, abruptly stop myself to inconvenience the person controlling the player and put myself even in more danger, type thing. So. Um, but all in all, I mean, it's playable. Uh, the, it has a really cool mechanic with, um, which I've never really seen in a game before where you actually utilize your machine gun or where you have, <laughs> I, I, I was saying it in my playthrough of it so far, but it's like, it's like call of duty's a uh, gunsmith before call of duty had gunsmithing now. So I think I feel like somebody at the call of duty duty team was like, you know what? Man, you know that cool ass game extermination? Man, that gun customization? That's kinda tight. I have to I have to emulate that some way. Probably didn't play this game, but <laughs> I found that very interesting, a very weird, like kind of a coincidence that um, you know, the Call of Duty that's about to come out, a Modern Warfare remake, reboot. Um basically shares a lot of these features with this game where you can get attachments. So you can get a shotgun attachment to your, uh, machine gun. Um, uh, I believe there's this rocket or missile one that you can get, but you have to get three parts, which I have yet to find flamethrower attachments. And then you can, uh, add other attachments to make your aiming faster and stuff like that. But probably uh, I've, I've set it in the playthrough and it is the biggest freaking annoying mechanic or design decision in this game by far. And it still confuses me to this day is why in the hell 
Um, but even a game in 20, 2001 still uh, have controls for your aiming um, permanently inverted and you cannot uninvert it, which is you would think is the standard for everybody. I'm pretty sure most people play. um, What is the term for not one non-inverted versus inverted? Either way, regardless, it should have just been an option to switch between the two, which you don't have at all, which is so confusing to me. I've part of me feels like it was maybe intentionally uh, an intention of the game design, kind of like Resident Evil, where you have uh, tank controls and, you know, people, you know, people complain about the tank controls or whatever. I think they're fine. Um, But, you know, that it's a archaic mechanic to try and make the game seem scarier. You know what I mean? So it kind of gives you somewhat of a handicap in order to even the odds with the enemies, you know, at least initially, but after you kind of get the hang of it, play a couple of Resident Evil games here and there, then they'll actually, you know, come to be second nature to you. But for this, no, I can't get second nature with inverted controls. I can't go up to aim down and aim down to go up, but that just throws me off. So that really, really comes into play with the combat in the game where you, um, you know, are aiming. Luckily you have some type of partial auto lock, but it's at times and depending on the enemy can be very iffy and finicky to where it could, uh, in some cases get your ass killed. So that is my biggest gripe with the game. I probably would have enjoyed the game even more. Uh, if that, if they just gave you an option to change your aiming controls to invert it, well, it one, it should be inverted, non-inverted by default. And two, it, 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 they should give you an option to either invert it, um, if you want, or, you know, have it non-inverted all of which they don't have. I mean, if you're, if you're the non-inverted type, you'll have a good time. But if you're generally the person that don't, that does not play with, um, you know, inverted controls, uh, you're going to have a pretty hard time. Um, that still confuses me. I really, it's making me want to look up documentaries of them making this game to what make them think that this was a good idea to implement permanent inverted controls. I'll never get it. It will bother the hell out of me, but I digress. Um, I guess I forgot to kind of maybe touch on a story. You're it's kind of like, you know, you're a Marine, uh, set to check out this site. And what do you know? This site is not as, as it seems. And, uh, there's a lot of weird stuff going on. It seems to be like a, um, inspiration, uh, what, uh, spiritual inspiration to, uh, the thing it seems like, cause you know, you got a very snowy, icy climate and you have like uh random unknown creatures. You don't know their origin uh, until presumably probably at the end of the game, you'll find out about them. Kind of what I assume is the story of the thing. I've yet to watch the thing. I need to uh, fix that at some point soon. Hopefully I'll plan to do that. So yeah. Um, all in all, it's like a classic uh, PS2 game, which I feel like uh, has kind of been scratching my itch 
for some weird reason, I have these spouts where I want to play some retro games, maybe just to um, humble myself, uh, give me some more appreciation for where gaming has come from and kind of going back to, I don't know, you know, when you go back to the new consoles, you're like, wow, this is great. Look at these graphics, man. Things were so archaic back then, man. Just the thought that you had to freaking uh, buy a memory card. <laughs> you know, I don't know. That actually sounds non-humble, but you, you get it. You get it. So, yeah, that's pretty much what I've been playing pretty much all of this week. Uh, so hopefully I'll plan to stream a little bit later today where we will uh, plan to finish um, extermination. So stay tuned for that on my Twitch channel. If you're on the podcast platform, Twitch TV slash a switch. Um, so I guess let's move on to some off topic stuff. Uh, saw, uh, the walking dead. I'm still following it, uh, on the second episode that premiered last Sunday. Uh, it not going to go into any spoilers territory, but, uh, you did get to see, uh, in this episode specifically where the whispers, um, uh, specifically alpha and beta kind of their origins of meeting up, uh, before or during the outbreak of the apocalypse or during the, I guess, um, origins of the apocalypse, if you will. So, um, that was interesting. Uh, kind of somewhat of a filler episode. It kind of felt like it wasn't any, didn't feel like anything notable. Well, I guess it did introduce a new character, uh, gamma, I believe alpha beta gamma. Yeah. So, um, I don't want to get too much into it though. I don't want to spoil for people that may be behind on walking in and maybe interested in watching it. So yeah. Um, outside of that also saw El Camino, uh, the continuation or movie continuation of breaking bad, uh, the last season, uh, for those that watch that. Not again, I'm not going to try to spoil anything. I'll just give a general impression of it. Um, really thought it was, it was pretty great. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was nice to see some of the characters from the show come back and, you know, uh, get some additional context here and there, um, for kind of, um, how Jesse Pinkman has been doing since the events of, of, uh, breaking bad. So I think it was nice cool little bow tie kind of tie up um the kind of you know curiosity like man what happened to jesse pinkman uh with breaking bad i guess the people a lot of people didn't really necessarily worth satisfied with not knowing what ultimately happened to him but at the same time it's kind of cool to know what exactly happened to him after the events of it so yeah, I have to say I'm I was thoroughly satisfied with uh the movie. It was pretty great in my opinion. So you definitely get a lot of breaking bad vibes from it. So yeah, for what that's worth, you know. Um yeah. Outside of that, I think that is all for this week. Uh, again, pretty good week. Um 
and I guess let's get into uh, let me let me go to a little personal. Uh, I guess let's for those that may be curious from last episode, uh, I was talking about I was ranting about my NAS uh, issues I was running into. So um, after some more troubleshooting and you know trying to get stuff that would resolve it but didn't resolve it, ultimately found out that basically coincidentally both of my uh, hard drives died. Um, I have four, uh, and then two of the four died, of course, because that's why not one would die, but both at the same time, apparently. So I'm guessing it was possibly the power supply I was uh, trying to install, which was brand new and fresh. But I think I might have made the rookie mistake of freaking um, switching out, not swapping out the power cables um, that connects to, uh, the PC in terms like the motherboard that powers the motherboard and powers the drives and stuff like that. Um, my dumbass thought like, okay, well, I guess obviously because they're the same brand. Cause, uh, basically I had like a EV EVGA power supply and another EVJ. Well, the one that went defective was the EVGA power supply after I think a reasonable amount of time, like, or was it? No, I had to get one for it. Yeah, I think it lasted at least two years. Um, and then it died. I'm like, okay, I, it seemed like a reasonable time. I think the general lifetime is three. So I was like, okay, let me just get the same brand and, you know, be, be up and about it. So, um, like I said before, you know, I tested everything. Everything seemed to be working fine. But yeah, go to find out that yeah, I need to get a replacement power socket power supply. So based off that, I think in line, uh, well, I guess in conjunction with that, when I was trying to get it to power it on or was testing it with the, the power supply that, you know, I found out evidently to be defective. Um, it somehow just, just blew out my hard drives, but luckily didn't take out the other ones, which I guess was confusing. Cause obviously if that was the case, all of my hard drives should have, should have got killed. But for whatever reason, I'm not sure what it was. It, it, um, it just killed the two hard drives I had kind of hurt cause it had, uh, all my music, my music collection, but luckily I backed, well, I didn't necessarily backed it up. I had my original location for my music and, um, uh, I have it. Maybe it's about like a year old, but since then I added a lot of music and stuff and oh, that is just a pain. I don't want to pay like out the, out the booty hole to freaking recover the data either. And that's a whole bucket of worms. But luckily, yeah, like I was saying before, like I have, um, drives are within warranty. Just have to replace them, but it's, uh, it just hurts because I have to, all that, all those hours of work, you know, building up your library, organizing your jams, your playlists, and then all of it for what now it's for nothing. But that did teach me a good life lesson in terms of specifically with something I was just ignorant of. Well, yeah, I guess ignorant is, a, is, is the best way to describe it where I had the luxury of freaking, um, uh, you know, setting my drives up in a way that if two drives failed, I'd still have, uh, at least the terminology redundancy. So I wouldn't lose any data unless, well, only the data that are on the disc. 
technically, but it would still be salvageable or more salvageable than if I were to have the current setup like I do, where the my my drives are technically separate of each other, which you get more storage. But at the same time, if a scenario happens like it, <laughs> of course it did now and you lose your data and, you know, your drives go out then you're SOL, which I'm basically am in that, that case. So it sucks. It sucks a lot, but you know what? I, that it's a lesson that I, I, I didn't abide by that. You know, every it person or computer savvy person does abide by when it comes to NAS or network attached storage is to always have your setup in raid or redundancy where basically if one of your drives fail, you can still recover um, and have it swapped out, which my dumbass didn't do. I wanted more storage and I was like, oh, yeah, that's fine for now. I'm, I'm definitely going to do it at some point. And what it was like, probably a year, two years after I built the NAS. And then what do we have? We have myself without a drive that I have to replace. And what do I have to show for it? Nothing. All that data, all those years of work I did on implementing my library and making it, refining it, nothing. So I went a whole rant there, but <laughs> for those weird people that are curious about that, I don't know. There you go. Um, but yeah, guys, I think that will conclude episode twenty-seven of Switches Sites. Uh, thanks for. Uh, listening or watching as always Um, some general housekeeping of course if you like to see this live and if you're uh, hearing it um, through your your popular podcast platform uh, you can always watch this live on Thursdays at (laughs) 8ish I'm going to try to commit to a time that I can consistently do but uh, Thursday nights at um, on Twitch TV slash a switch. You can also catch me on YouTube at youtube.com slash a switch. I swear to God, man, I'm, I'm going to get all these videos. I've just been, been sitting on and have yet to upload and put work in, but I, I, I'm telling y'all I'm going to upload it. Okay. All right. Um, have any questions you'd like to submit to the show? Um, that will ideally get answered in a, a dedicated question and answer Q and a segment. Uh, if I get enough, uh, you can submit them to my email at a switch TV at gmail.com. And, uh, if you ever are so kind, feel free to like rate, subscribe on your popular podcasting platforms. It helps out a lot. Um, and yeah, So until next time, guys.
nobody's safe. <laughs>